0: Scripture reading comes to us from the first epistle of John, the fourth chapter, beginning in verse 7 and reading through verse 21. Hear now the word of the Lord. Beloved, let us love one another because love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his only son into the world so that we might live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in him and he in us because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the father has sent his son as the savior of the world. God abides in those who confess that Jesus is the son of God, and they abide in God. So we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and those who abide in love abide in God, and God abides in them. Love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness on the day of judgment. Because he is, so are we in this world. There is no fear in love. For perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate a brother or sister, are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen, cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. This is the word of God for the people of God thanks be to God. Amen. There is several important doctrines, important theologies, important beliefs, important statutes, important tenets of faith, but none of them is more important than the one that I'm going to share with you. Because this one tenet of faith either makes all of the rest of them true, or if this one tenet of faith is not true, then no other tenet of faith is true. It's a very deep doctrinal understanding. It's a very deep tenet of faith. It is one that is quite complicated And complex and one in which none of us can fully understand. Yet I am sure you have heard of it and you have studied it and you have sung about it and you know it quite well. This tenet of faith has been written about by literally every Christian theologian since there were Christian theologians but the best way that sums it up is a song that you know quite well. Would you sing with me? I know this is odd. I didn't clear this with Art or J. Didn't really know we were gonna do it till right now. <laughs> but I want you to sing with me this historic tenet of faith, the tenet upon which all other tenets rest and I guarantee you, you know how it goes. Yes, Jesus loves me, for Bible tells me so. That's right. You see, one of the things that we do, and we're going to do next Sunday, spoiler alert, next Sunday's the last sermon in our series on 1 John, and we're going back to John chapter 3 next week, and we're talking about what does it mean to love God and love neighbor, okay? And that's a very important tenet, but the thing that happens is, is that we always get to that and we never stop and consider what does it mean that God loves, that God loves us, that God is love. We hear that and we kind of roll on over with it. God's love and it's great and it's wonderful and we love God and God loves us. And everybody let's join hands together and sing Kumbaya around the campfire because that's what love is, is this wonderful feeling of emotion. That is not scripturally what love is about. Love from a scriptural standpoint has nothing to do with what you feel, what you think, and what your opinion is. Did you know that? Yeah. Sorry, I know some of you are looking at me funny. It's a commandment. Did we miss that somewhere? I don't know how many of you have served in the military. I, I, I do, and, and I enjoy it most of the time. But they're called commands and orders when one who is an authority issues instruction to you. And do you know in all of the commanding officers that I have had that have issued me a command or an order, not a single one asked me my opinion about it. Not a single one of them stopped and said, well, you know, if you don't feel like doing this, you really don't have to. Jesus' command is that we will love one another and we will love the world. Guess what? That means it doesn't matter what you think about it, what you feel about it, how that strikes you. What about these other people? Nah, it's a command. And John brings it home. You cannot claim to love God whom you have not seen. If you can't even love a brother or sister sitting next to you, that you can see. It's not up for interpretation or a whim of feeling. Because scripturally, love is not simply an emotion. It's a way of living. It's a verb. It's a way of thinking, a way of engaging, a way of becoming and being. We hear that God is love, and we tend to think about that as, you know, this, well, yeah, here is the, of course God is a loving God. We hallmark it. You know what I mean by that? I love receiving cards. I don't care if they're hallmark or not, but they're the ones that kind of, you know, made the thing. They've patented it. They, we think that love is something that can be expressed in a somewhat poetic instance, that love is this feeling of, 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 of Gucci goo, you know, and, and as Thumper would say in the highly theological movie, Bambi, Twitterpatedness. We think of love as being this, this, this thing that we fall into or out of, or a love is simply the way that families connect and that we treat one another. But what John is trying to get us to understand is, is, is no, that's, that's not what he's talking about when he tells us about that God loves us and that God is love. In fact, what he uses in, in the way we have translated that God is love is something that is more than just this is a feeling of God or an action of God. It is the very nature of God, the very substance of God, the very thing that God is made from, isn't something so tangible but it's that God's very nature is is love, is agape, self-sacrificing love. That's the reason why he says, and we know that this is true because how does the Father show this? Self-sacrificing of himself when the word takes on flesh to come and dwell among us, to die on the cross for our sin and to rise on the third day in Jesus Christ. That this notion of love is not something that we have made it to be where... I've been thinking all week about a good way of saying this, and I still haven't got it. So lucky for you, I'm just going to say it. Or lucky for me, or bad luck for me. We'll see how this goes. Have you ever noticed that in a lot of the ways that we talk about love or hate, or truth, or sin, or, or right, wrong, good, bad, however we want to define this, depends a lot on what we were taught as children that good manners are. We were taught as children that when we are loving, then that means we don't say anything harsh or Or fussy. That love means getting along, sharing, holding hands. But when we look at the love of God, this love of God that we experience through Jesus Christ, it includes things like not condemning the outcast, not pushing down the one who is caught in the middle of their sin, The love of God also can include overturning tables in the middle of a church service. The love of God can also include making a whip out of cords to drive people out of the temple who are blocking the way of those who are trying to come in. Is Jesus Christ not loving? Do we not believe that Jesus is loving? Then this love of God isn't just dependent upon what we think about it or how we feel, how loving we feel in a moment. It's how do we engage the world around us as ambassadors of God you see, the reason why this is so important for us to wrestle with is because we profess to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that Jesus Christ is, in fact, God, that the Son is one with the Father, that the Father is one with the Spirit, that the Spirit is one with the Son, and that if God is perfect, the Father is perfect, then Jesus is perfect, and the love of God is perfect, then that means everything that Jesus did is also perfect, right? Follow my train of thought? And if everything that Jesus did is perfect, and we really take that into consideration, then it's really going to push sometimes on what we think love looks like. That love isn't always butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and things that fit neatly on a card or that can be wrapped up in a package. That love is hard conversations. That love is refusing to give up on another even when they are giving up on themselves. That love does not wonder about how they're going to be treated or, or how they're going to be, be, be received. But that rather that love is about doing what is necessary in the moment to reach another person. Desperately needs that outreached hand. That God's very nature being love is the reason why the book of Genesis exists. That the fact that God's very nature being love is the reason why Christ came. That the reason why we have the prophets. Name a single tenet of our faith that does not rest on the understanding that God is love and that God loves us. I hate to tell youth ministers and children's ministers this, but when they're having discussion in in the group and the kids, when I was a youth pastor, they used to do this. they just look at me and they would say, Jesus. That really is the answer. That really is the truth. Why did God send the Son into the world? Because God loves us. Why does God forgive sin? Because God loves us. Why does God give to us this day our daily bread? Because God loves us. Why does God show up every single moment of every single day of our lives? Why is God with us through every trial, every tribulation, every every broken heart? Why is God with us through every situation? Because God loves us. Because that's The very nature of God. And as we live out our lives following the example of Jesus Christ, it does not matter how many verses of scripture we can quote. It does not matter how many Bible studies or Sunday school classes or worship celebrations we attend. And again, I know, capital campaign coming up, really bad time to say this. It does not matter how much money we put in the collection plate. If we are disciples of Jesus Christ, then what matters is how are we being transformed by the love of God to love the world like God loves the world? Because everything that matters comes from that. This is not some willy-nilly let's hold hands and just pretend to get along stuff. This really does change lives. When we refuse to reply reply to evil with evil, that makes a statement. When we refuse to go along with whatever sounds good, that makes a statement. Whenever we refuse to not give up, and it is done in Genuine love. That transforms lives. Do you realize that every mission and every ministry that we do, the answer for it is because God loves us and we want to share the love of God. Why, why do we hand out diapers? Because we want to share the love of God. Why do we have a food pantry? Because we want to share the love of God. Why do we go with under the bridge and feed the homeless? Because ultimately we want to share the love of God. Why do we have a children's ministry or a youth ministry? Why do we have a music ministry? Why do we gather together? Why do we go to have Sunday school classes? Are you sitting, seriously sitting here telling me that there is nothing else you could be doing on a Sunday morning? When some of you, this is the only day off you get during the entire week. Why do we do it? Because we've experienced the love of God. We're learning to share the love of God. And we want to grow in the love of God. John tells us in chapter 4, kind of the climax of his letter. That's the whole point. Everything else will get figured out. Everything else finds its place. Everything else finds its purpose. Everything else finds its meaning. So long as we understand that the God that we serve is a God whose very nature is love. That everything else gets its meaning and its power from the fact that God so loves the world and that everything that we do, no matter how that gets taken on in real everyday life, whether it's handing a hot dog to a homeless person or teaching a Sunday school class, that everything that we do comes from that. That the God that we serve, the God that we serve so loves the world that he gave his one and only son. So that whosoever would believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. Indeed, the father did not send the son into the world to condemn the world. But rather that the world might be saved through him. Everything bears witness to this. May we bear witness to it too. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, my name is Kevin Payne and I'm the senior pastor here at Bluff Park United Methodist Church. Thank you for joining with us in our podcast of our worship celebration, the sermon this past week. I pray that you found it a blessing and that it enriched your life. If you are ever in our area and would like to join with us in person, we are located at 733 Valley Street here in Hoover, Alabama. Our service time is 10 a.m. and we would love to meet you. I pray you have a blessed week and hope to see you soon. Bye now.